Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Growth Notes. My name is Steve Peel. Uh, joining me is my partner at Growth Deal, Dave Paparazzi. Um, in these recordings, we talk about all things growth, right? So ideas, things that we've seen, um, some iterative or experimental thoughts around ways that companies can scale, um, whether that be in a strategy way or leaning into strategies that, that really, really pull the levers of growth. Um, you know, for their, for their organization. Um, today what we're going to talk about is something that we faced last week, right? So um, this general idea of, you know, growth, growth historically or, or traditionally is, is focused around um, not only leaning in, but like doubling down on um, whether that's a paid spend or, you know, putting more operational rails around um, marketing automation or whatever those things are they typically focus on doing more, right? And one of the things that we found last week was, you know, we, we kind of pumped the brakes and said, okay, if we're going to build, you know, what we hope to be one of the next, you know, great growth agencies that, you know, works with companies of all shapes and sizes, um, how, do we, how do we do that and what does that look like? And we all came back to this general idea of, you know, there are things that we can do internally to – grow without necessarily doing more. And what that means is uh, putting processes and, um, again, I'll use the word rails, around how we operate internally, right? So for a lot of organizations, um, you know, there is an opportunity, you know, in a lean in a lean way to take a step back, hit pause, identify the challenges that you're facing, and then break down those barriers simply by, you know, calling it out and talking about, um, how you can be better. So with that, I'm going to take it over to Dave so he can kind of frame frame his thinking around this. He actually kicked it off for us last week, um, and it was a really good exercise. So, Dave, I'd love to, to hear kind of, you know, obviously you were the one that, that inspired the thought around, you know, operational, operationalizing ourselves internally um, to grow, and you had a really, really good thought around, like, you know what, to grow it doesn't mean more people, right? In a lot of ways, you know, those untapped potential or inefficiencies that we can be better in, right? So I'd love to hear your thoughts and, and kind of frame the conversation for us. Uh, yeah, that was a good good interest, Steve. Thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, it's kind of something we're really passionate about. Uh, maybe it's not so obvious, but but it is. Um, I say obvious just because you're, you're excited to kick it off. But um, – so, so yeah, we, you know, it's good to kind of be on, on the phone with you again this time, not not as late night, actually kind of in the middle of the day. But uh, um, we really enjoyed doing it, first of all, and actually we got really good responses kind of doing this conversation. So we decided let's, let's keep up this little series um, while we can. And so, um, yeah, so, so I guess to answer your question, Steve, um, or your prompt, I should say, you know, it, it goes back to my experience. Um, and while, so, so there's some core values that I uh, just got out of a client meeting right now, actually driving home from, from this meeting. Um, they just brought on their first full-time marketing hire, and a part of this arrangement, uh, or our arrangement in working with them, was really to, to get this company or this organization to the point where we are kind of the SWAT team. We swoop in and help them get their marketing uh, infrastructure set up in place and, and operationalize a little bit and, and help with content and, and strategy uh, and then bring that in 
you know, in-house full-time. doesn't mean this person will take over all of it, but we're certainly going to help mentor that person into a full-time marketing person uh, and then see our relationship continues. Um, and, and the reason I bring that up is because I remember when I was, um, you know, in my early days of my career, I operated in, in, I would say, two or three different organizations that didn't value some operational framework or rails around what marketing should look like and what growth should look like. I was truly operating in this space for years. Uh, one without a job description, one without definition of, of what the sales do, what does marketing do. Um, another one just around, you know, what does success look like? So it's really hard to back into what your job role looks like if you don't have strong KPIs around that. Um, so, so really what that created for me, you know, now 13, 14 years later, whatever it is, is, is a deep passion around establishing a framework around what growth looks like only, not only personally, but professionally. What does success look like? And if success isn't happening, how do you stop, reevaluate, and either push things forward or backward? Um, and just to tie that, so that's a little bit of a long-winded story, but to tie it in, uh, to be a little bit more, maybe a little bit more relevant, um, most recently, Stevie and I worked together, um, and, and one of the things I found to be really important is so many organizations operate in a way where they have projects that are always more important than what's already a priority. Uh, and this happens not only in, like, marketing, sales, growth organizations, but across the board. So, you know, what is identified at the, at, you know, at the first month, the first day of the quarter, um, what is top priority then uh, could and sometimes should be different than what than two and a half months later what, what should be a top priority. But at the end of the day, um, how do you stop and evaluate yourself and your projects and what you're working on to see if it's truly successful or not? And what are like what are your own tactics or what are your own organization's tactics to be able to evaluate like where are we actually at in this project, right? And so Steve, at, at you know, the last organization we were with, we, we kind of had this, this process where we would sit down um, at the end of the, end of the quarter, usually the last Friday of the quarter, um, and, and the meeting would be set for around 2 o'clock, uh, give or take. We would say we're, we're, we, we do it, a mandatory off-site, and we go and take our entire project, and everyone needs to come to the, prepared to the meeting to either – Go through, we at the time, uh, at the time, we didn't use Asana, we used, uh, Trello, uh, which both great tools in their own right. We would take a look at Trello and say, we either need to push this for, this project forward, uh, get permission to remove this from our priority list, or push this project backwards, meaning it stalled out, it didn't, didn't progress, and there's a reason for it. Um, how do we make this move forward, right? Like, what are the, the roadblocks or barriers? Um, so when we talk about, operational and, and rails around growth, it is so important to have an understanding of all, all of those different complexities, at least in my opinion, to really operate at the highest capacity. But most importantly for me, and then I'll get off my long-winded soapbox here, but, but <laughs> you know, most important for me, it's like it keeps your sanity. It also keeps a gut check within yourself and your entire team, whether you're a startup or, you know, a marketing team of 20 people, you're being honest with yourself 
at least one one day of the quarter around uh, where things actually stand and if things are actually delivering. And you'll be blown away by how many times I've either been in organizations or worked with organizations that purely fail to, to do that, right? Um, so, you know, I, I think from a, establishing a railing framework, those are all little components, at least as we progress in this conversation, to think about. We'll dive in a little bit deeper on each and your thoughts around. But, Steve, I guess I'll kick it back over to you, like, around your thoughts. I mean, yeah. 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 I just, I love how specific that is. Right. Um, and I would, I would encourage anyone listening. Um, you know, obviously that in and of itself is, is a helpful, uh, framework around, um, internal progress on projects, right. And moving forward. Um, but I think the, the higher level thinking here is just hitting pause, right. And taking a, taking a look at, you know, everything that's going on and having a process around doing stuff, right? So that could be something is, you know, whether that's internal operations or in, in, in that use case, um, you know, moving projects. Like, the, the idea conceptually is just, like, process, right, with, with a very intentional pause. Because I think it's really easy to continue going down a path and, like, you're doing all these things and I'm, like, moving my hands a lot. Um, all these like ethereal things and like it feels like you're doing work obviously but if it's not in service yeah. of of like a grander vision and doesn't have a process behind it it's like okay let's stop let's pump the brakes and it's super easy to go down that path um and it's okay to go down that path right like business needs change weekly monthly if not daily right um and being able to be agile in that is really important especially for smaller organizations um but which, which again, validating that's okay. But it's really important that if you're going to allow yourself to go down that path, that you have that little oh gut check, right? Like okay, let's yeah. stop. Let's let the dust settle a little bit. Let's let the pieces fall from the sky, and let's look at what's there, right? Um, right. So yeah, I think you, I think you put that beautifully. Yeah, and, and I mean, the other thing I think that's important and so fun. So, so like when we, when we were working with clients, I know this is near and dear to everyone's heart and our team is like, we don't want to just be doing things in hopes that they just result in something. Right. Like, I mean, it's cheesy. It sounds like, is there a method to your madness? Maybe there is. Maybe right. your madness is, is your method. Um, but a lot of times you need, you need to validate that, right? You need to stop and look. But it also, like, on a more simplistic view, and I'm, I'm huge on this, is, like, I'm I'm one of those guys, you know how much I love Christmas, Steve, and, like, any excuse for a holiday. Um, <laughs> yeah. not, not just for the sake to be off, but it's, like, you have to celebrate your win. And how do you even know if you're winning if you're just moving things and doing things and pushing things forward? So, like, celebrate not only the deliverables, but also – Celebrate like what is what exists today that didn't exist a month ago or two or three months ago, and, and like actually take some time amongst yourself if if you're a one man band or one woman band or or with with your entire team say like look you know while while some of this is more glamorous or more sexy growth metrics than others there are some really key components that exist today that didn't three months ago or three weeks ago whatever it may be. 
And by doing that, you have an honest approach, and it honestly helps you keep moving and keep going too, right? Like, Steve, I remember yeah. we work in our office in downtown Cincinnati, but I'd walk out for lunch and be like, oh, man, isn't there something gratifying to be able to walk out and say every every three weeks you can see a new floor being built on that building? Like, you, you wonder if those people right. feel good about you, – you can see it, right? You can see what they're building. And you have to wonder, like, is there something more gratifying by seeing something physically built than, you know, than just moving projects forward backward and uh, hitting sales goals? But at the end of the day, you are building something. If, if you come at it with that angle, um, it's a huge component, at least in my approach to growth. It's so important for yeah. me and, and the teams I've led and just, like, even projects I do. Uh, and I'm sure somewhere I'm not the most – out of probably our, our entire team, not the most, like, versed in expertise project management skills. But at the same time, I do have my own kind of approach to it. Um, and I think it's kind of been instilled in, in the entire team with Moral Astrid, too, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I uh, Two things before my next prompt. Uh, one would be I love the concept of building, quote-unquote building, right? Like, because what it implies is, like, we're not doing things just to do things, right? There's not – there we're not building, you know, ten or, or, or laying, like, the foundation for ten different things. Like, the things – those ten components, like, stacked on top of each other. And when you look at yeah. it through that lens, it, it really shifts your thinking around, like, like, what you're doing. And if you're not – if what you're doing is not in service of building, whether that's linear or, you know, all boats will rise, like – right. Then, you, then you're not you're not you're doing yourself a disservice, right? Um, so, but when you said that uh, a few months ago to me, it, it was just like that was eye opening, right? Like you lay the foundation, right, which is the less sexy stuff, and then you start to do the operational stuff, whether that's like marketing ops or like building out your sales team or whatever that looks like, and then like on top of that, like there's compounding effects, right? Because as you continue to build those foundational elements serve every everything on top of it, right? Um, so I think that's yeah. a really, really good takeaway. Um, the second piece would be, you know, equally as important as um, celebrating the wins and identifying, like, okay, this did not exist before, and now it does, like, which I think is the most gratifying feeling in the world. Um, I think it's also equally important to talk about what's, not working, right, or what's not getting done or what's blocked, and, like, just being yeah. honest about it, right? Like, yeah, one yeah. of the challenges that I face, at least in my career, is, and I've probably done this too, right, where, you know, we're so emotionally attached to, like, the work we do and the progress that we make to the point where, like, we're guarded or almost, like, defensive around projects we may have stalled or, you know, I, you know, they didn't get back to me or I didn't get back to them or, like, there's all these things and there's that psychological game of like, oh, did I do as much as I should have? But like opening that up and like just calling it out in those particular settings I think is really, really important because it's not emotional. And and honestly, it's I would rather identify like, hey, this is completely stalled out. Either we need to not do it, it needs to be yeah. um, or delegated to somebody else, or we need to prioritize it highly. But without that honest conversation, Right and willingness to to be unemotional about it, like you you just kind of are stuck, right? So, um, right. and and I'd say I get equal gratification um, 
from like those tough conversations as I do the wins, right? Because you walk away yeah. with refreshed, refreshed perspective, refreshed priorities, refreshed clarity, and just like it's that reset. Like every yeah, I get yeah. recharged every single time we do that reset, and like I just think that there's, think- there's so much value on both sides. Yeah, and I think especially, like, dynamic in our team, I hope – I mean, I know there's lots of other teams like this where it's so fun, but um, you have that, that that respect thing, you know? It, it's it's almost sure. like a brotherly – I don't want to say brother. It could be sisterly. could be mother-father. Like, I'm blessed to have so many great relationships I can compare it to, but, like, you're just being honest um, with the human that you're working with, like, the other – you know, the other person that you care about, and it's like, look, you know, if we're going to do this, uh, we we need to be able to call each other out and then quickly move on. And then quickly yeah. – and it's not about even calling out. It's just like expectation alignment a lot of times or, or whatever, yeah. right? Um, and we're not afraid to do that with mm-hmm. each other. Um, and and yeah. some people that aren't used to that maybe can be um, like, wow, that's that's super, like, super refreshing. You know, it, it's – I try to take the same humility or same – humble approach with our clients too uh in in that same way like where it really boils down to like are we being the best are we operating with our own rails is you know might have we taken on more than um or over promised a timeline by two days and if so call it out and say we we did yeah and and uh we're, we're doing everything we can to uh to to meet and exceed expectations when it does come yeah. to you know the so it's kind of that humility yeah. and that, that, that honesty, too, I think, operating those rails. It's kind of funny. A lot of what we just talked about is is almost less around growth, more around team dynamic and how important, how yeah. critical that is. Like, yeah. uh, like how do you grow a company that, that is broken, you know, that doesn't have that component? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, like, the fundamental element that I heard there or a couple is transparency, humility, communication, and just like I, I always go back to this concept of like like being unemotional about like the the process of getting work done with others, right? Like it's it's you know we we employ this in in a way um, even through like marketing creative ideas where it's just like yeah I'm unemotional about my idea this campaign and I'm willing to be wrong but like that's part of it and that communication up front allows for a really really open and productive dialogue that I think is really kind of what what helps us be as successful as we are is because you know we'll let the data tell us right like we'll just be transparent and just communicate it and if you know a campaign does not perform the way that we wanted it to let's call it out and pivot that right like there's, there's, it, it, it's all about just being open, transparent, honest, and like unemotional about it. Um, right. To kind of steer us back to the the original kind of prompt there, I would love yeah. to hear or have you put in your own words because you're really good at articulating it versus versus me who tends to ramble. Um, around ramble. you know the, the the general, I know we do, especially when we talk to each other. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the operational reset for growth, right? Like, so we talked about team dynamics. We talked about, you know, 
just calling it out and like having that reset and hitting pause and saying like, here's where we're at, here's where we're not at, like, let's reprioritize. But, um, a lot of that is very like project focused and like deliverable focused. Um, yeah. which I think is great, right? Like output is the name of the game, right? We're in client services more or less, right? Um, but I'd love to kind of turn that scope more inward, right? So, um, you know, again, so I'll refresh the prompt here, uh, for anyone that, that, you know, needs the refresher is, you know, one of the things that we did last week was, you know, we had an honest discussion around, okay, so what, what does growth guild look like in a couple of years and how do we get there, right? And Dave had this concept that I, that really stuck out to me. Um, he's very profound. Um, oh, yeah. where he's, <laughs> no, no, I'm lear- I learned from you daily. Um, and, and it was around this idea of like, scaling doesn't mean more people. Scaling doesn't mean hiring out work to contractors. Scaling does not mean, you know, spending more money. Scaling does not mean, you know, obviously those things are elements of growth, but for us internally, um, you know, Dave kind of had this vision of, you know what, there's untapped potential due to some internal inefficiencies that will allow us to unlock growth for ourselves without necessarily, um, you know, adding adding staff or anything like that. So I'd love for you to kind of talk about fundamentally or, at a, you know, super high level kind of what your thoughts were there um, and kind of yeah. expand on that. Because I think it's, it's really like that, like, knocked the doors off for me. I'm like, oh, God, yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> work smarter, yeah, not yeah. harder. You know what I mean? Like, go for it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that's awesome. Like, I, I think, because um, I've thought about this a lot, right? Like, we're, Growth Guild is not a a mature organization. Um, and if you want to validate that and use data, you can check our Slack. I'm just kidding. Uh, but by, by mature, I mean, you know, we, we are less than a year old. Um, we have grown very quickly blessed to have grown, uh, but we also have been working incredibly hard, uh, you know, and, and like so many business owners do getting off the ground. Uh, we have been, again, I'll say blessed to be, to, to be working with some like honestly amazing clients. I said this in the last conversation, but I've been, like we've been able to have conversations with people um, at different organizations where I'm just like, just tickled pink in terms of how, I don't know if it's honored or how awesome, like, our, you know, our opportunities have kind of come in front of us because we've worked hard, um, and we've worked hard in the past and still are. So when I thought long about, like, you know, what do I want Growth Guild to be, I want, I mean, it boils down to, like, how do we not suck? That's literally what goes in my head. Like, yeah. How do we, as an organization, like, how do we just not suck, Right. And, and I'm sorry that's not politically correct or uh, it's not that's something you probably could go put on, you know, a, a poster somewhere. But honestly, it's like every day, how do we not suck? How do we be better than, than um, not only, it's not only about, for me, it's not about being better because there are really good agencies and organizations out there. Um, so it's not just about the mentality of, like, because I'm doing it, it's automatically better. Um, but what I, the way I think about it is I want to do it in a way where we can find the right type of people and the right type of clients that meshes well with our growth strategy and our growth tactics and 
in, in personality to where we we can help them grow and we can grow, meaning we, we as a growth coach can grow with them uh, and grow responsibly and operationally in a way where we are, it's almost like, you know, an engine running without oil is going to be running at a really high temperature and it's going to burn itself out. It's going to end up smoking at the end of the day. You're, you're going to be stuck in the, the side of 75. Uh, with, without, you know, without being able to go anywhere, right? It's just, it's not, not the way it works. And so, so when I think of growth, at least I would say in the nearer term, what I think 18 months, like how can we grow as much as possible? It's not even about, for me, honestly, it's not even about saving money or, not, or being afraid to hire because I will do that as soon as we are ready. Um, but we are not going to grow ourselves if we don't know and we don't pressure test ourselves. Everything from our uh, ability to handle, uh, you know, you know, client workloads and, and different calendar years or, you know, different times of the year uh, working. Like, we need to pressure test all of that in the right way where we have grown and matured our own operational capacity of working together, ironing out some of the kinks of just personality dynamics, which is perfectly normal. You know, I'm not afraid of that at all. We iron that out. We get a systematic approach to the way we are supporting our clients. There is no question we are better today than we were three months ago and, you know, better than when we were six months ago, right? So we have grown in so many ways. Um, and I still think amongst amongst growth guild right now, like, there's still so much capacity for us to grow. Again, it's not about, like, staying lean. Sure, sure. that's nice. I love that. But it's our own – I mean, we're bootstrapping, right? It's our own organization. And I take the same approach at any organization – I work with or, or lead, it's super easy to go spend money in every event. But a lot of times growth does require a lot of capital, both human capital and, and financial. Um, but at the same time, I really am interested in perfecting or getting as close to perfecting the way we can operationalize ourselves to grow as much as possible, which then unlocks countless, you know, countless potential. Like whatever, whatever we want to look, whoever we want to bring on, we can. Because, you know, why? Because they're going to be so interested in working with this disciplined organization, this disciplined team, and working with the right type of clients that want to operate in that same way. And that, I mean, that's frankly how I think about it, and that's how I thought about it. It's not about just adding more people to the mix and thinking things are going to get better, because in so many cases, they can get worse, you know, especially because you're introducing yeah. more personalities experiences into the mix too so yeah I, I, well this I, I is think, this is like god no but yeah like so i think this ties perfectly back to the concept of building right like it is a shaky foundation and you know we haven't pressure tested everything at the ground level stacking on top of that only makes us rattle more right yeah um yeah. and so i i think that that's a perfect tie-in right like you know we're you know, going back to the previous thought and concepts around building is like, we're still in the building phase, right? Like we've been very, very blessed. Um, yep. I, I am humbled daily. I'm like, I looked at you Dave the other day and I'm like, dude, this is like our thing and it's like working and we're like working with meaningful clients that like, frankly, I would have never even dreamed of like having conversations with folks that like, you know, yeah. I never thought I would even have a seat at the table with. Right. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Back to that, like, super humbling, like, super humbling. 
But we we have to challenge ourselves to look inward and say, like, we're still building, pressure testing, and perfecting process. And before we even think about adding those additional complexities to get, you know, full-time hires or contracted, um, you know, executors, um, like, we we got to – we gotta, you know, make sure up our own our own stuff first, right? Not to say that right. you know there are deficiencies that are like, you know, causing us to fall down, but it's just identifying again back to that concept of transparency and communication, and like, you know, being unemotional about current state of affairs is like we just have to call it out and say, okay, cool, these are the areas that we need to focus on, and like the the importance, and this ties perfectly into process and like kind of that like gut check is. Yeah. The importance of, of identifying, you know, where the holes are, right? And like, where's right. the water coming in? And like, let's, let's tackle three or four things at a time. We can't fix the boat all at once. But if we, if we're constantly looking at and identifying those holes, they're bound to get fixed at some point, right? So, right. so that's what I'd say there. Um, to wrap things up a little bit, I know you and I could talk for like the next hour. Um, yeah. You know, just this general concept. Um, or concepts, rather, of building um, open, honest, and transparent communication around wins or failures, um, and, you know, looking inward to um, lean on, you know, operational things that you can do internally versus throwing money in a problem. Like, I'd say that those are the three core things um, that, that, at least for us in this stage, like, again, you know, we try to be even, you know, not only internally but externally, uh, extremely transparent. Like, these are things that, that we work through, right? Like, we're not perfect. It's something that, you know, it's top of mind. That's why we talked about it today. Um, but it's it's an opportunity, right? And I hate to be cliche, but it is an opportunity to build it right, build it well, you know, build it in a way that we're, like, proud and, you know, it's defensible, Um and that's where we're at. Like we're building, and and it's 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 a it's a journey, and it's a battle. But it's it's you know when 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 everything's on the table, it's easy to see, you know, what the path forward looks like. Um, right. And so I would encourage everyone listening, um, or the few listening, <laughs> whoever that is, um, to to put it out there, put some rails around um, the framework and how you operate, and just understand that. A house doesn't get built in a day, right? There's there's yeah. process, there's steps. You know, you don't you don't put together the roof before you lay the foundation, right? Yeah. So like all the bells and whistles and the fun, loud stuff is cool and like let's get out there and market and like do this crazy stuff. Like that's that's fun, but it all falls apart if that's all you're doing. So I would just encourage everyone to to kind of look inward a little bit and because uh, yep. we we certainly are. So, Dave, do you have yeah. anything to, to wrap us up? Uh, I, I have one thing at the end, but I just want to say I, I would totally agree. That one, one thing, you know, that I will add before that end comment is just, you know, it's okay to give yourself kind of a round of applause regardless of what you're doing. I think yeah. so many people are like, so many people are in a hurry, and this sounds like a little cheesy and whatever. It's just where I'm at in my life right now, having, you know, 14-month-old and stuff. It's like, especially when you go out on your own and you have your own business, whether it's your own plumbing company or your own tile resurfacing or car dealers, you know, whatever, like you're doing well, like you are, you are crushing, you know, and there are hard times 
definitely and there are good times, but regardless, you're doing what you hopefully want to be doing. Um, and it's, it's really weird because a lot of times people don't just explicitly, like clients always kind of come to you. You know, you get rewarded by clients, no doubt, but also they come to you always needing things. So it's easy to like let the anxiety of, of more take over and question how you're doing. And honestly, if you step back again and look and like, I just say it's okay for to make sure you tell your colleagues and stuff like you're doing well. It's not easy, refreshing, and that can really make a huge difference and keep going and, and course correcting where need be. So I just wanted to say that, Steve. I try to say that to you quite a bit, but um, you know when we're crushing, it yeah. feels so good. You know. So um, so last thing, Steve. I want to play onto this like little growth hack real quick, just for fun. Um, so. As you may know, we'll wrap up here in like a minute. Ask me anything is uh, all the rage right now on like Twitter and it, or more more Instagram than anything Instagram stories. So I wanted to play a quick uh, ask me anything with you, Steve. And then uh, if someone tweets at us or you can even drift us or, or chat with us on our website, just chat us. Steve answered this. We'll send you a, a Birthfield T-shirt. Is that cool? So what that. what that what that tells us is they made it to the end. <laughs> so so hopefully sure. now if there's lots if there's lots of uh lots of you, we'll limit to we'll say ten ten T shirts for this episode. Just in case there's literally hundreds listening. So all right, Steve. <laughs> um all right, you you want me to ask you or you wanna ask me? Yep. Or you wanna do it. one of each. All right, I'll ask you. Um what is Let's see. I didn't think about that part ahead of time. But I'll, I'll start with this. What's your favorite spot in Cincinnati? Favorite what? The Sorry. Favorite spot to hang out, work, do whatever. And why? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. You already know that, man. Um, so my favorite spot in Cincinnati outside of my home is Queen City Radio. Here's why. Um Previously, I worked remotely for a company out of the Bay Area, which, um, well, actually, a few years. So working in the Bay Area or working out of the Bay Area remotely, um, like, obviously, you tend to skew your hours a little bit, and it can completely, like, screw up your schedule. Um, and so what I found myself doing was, like, working a lot later than I wanted to, um, just because, like, not that I was forced to or anything like that. It was just purely, like, operationally, like, kind of had to, because, like, a lot of people, you know, needed things at 8 p.m. Eastern. So um, I, I was looking for spots uh, to go to that, one, I could kind of reward myself, right, where I could, like, right. step out, like, and see people a little bit, you know, maybe have a beer or whatever, and just kind of, like, chill and post up. Um, and Queen City Radio quickly became that spot, um, one, because their staff is incredible, Um Two, it's it's a they call themselves an everyman's bar, so you never know who you're going to see. You never know like what types of people, like people from all walks of life. Like there's no pretension. There's nothing like, you know, there's not a single soul on this earth that couldn't go in and feel welcome. Um, so that'd be point number two. And three is their Wi-Fi, man. Their Wi-Fi fire. is is hot fire. <laughs> like it's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, those would be the reasons. Yeah, it's it's. I'm actually pacing outside of it right now. So I'm about to go get some more. Oh, that's perfect. Um, yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, that's the spot. If you're ever, if you're ever in Cincinnati and need a spot to, you know, either relax or, you know, go work for a bit, they have a really nice conference area, um, on the second floor, um, that's quiet if you need it or if you want to be in the noise, um, you know, you can just sit at the bar, which I do in the corner. Um, and then like, if you're anything like me, like I love focused work and being, um, kind of like isolated sometimes, but also I'm, a crazy person and like need the chaos around me. Um, it's just a great spot, like super cool. Yeah. I have a question for you, Dave. Ooh, actually, I said okay. that, but I didn't actually have a question, so I'm gonna brainstorm okay. real quick. So yeah, uh, we can do it next my, next episode if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Who is your favorite band? Yeah, no. Who is your favorite okay. band? Why? And let's see. When do you hope to see them next? Oh gosh. So you can you can read my bio to find out. So my bio on um either LinkedIn or my bio on growthkill.co website. Uh I think includes it. Uh but I'll I'll answer it because I'm supposed to it's fish. Um huge fish fan. They were my first concert ever back in nineteen ninety seven. Dutter Center was like top top ten of their best live shows, voted by fans, a lot of fans. So um so I'm a huge fish fan. I've seen over 50 shows, which is very low compared to the fish world. Um, but I see as many as I can. It gets harder as you get a little older. Uh, why? Primarily because I think, honestly, the band members are all, like, genuinely great people. They're not only brilliant musicians, but I think I could run into any of them and feel completely comfortable and casual and um, super respect how they treat what they do, the art of what they do, which is creating music. And what's really interesting about the music of Fish, I could go on and on. It's a dangerous question to ask, so I'll wrap. But the thing I love about <laughs> Fish is, like, people think it's just jam. Like, I'm not really that big of a jam band fan. I like The Grateful Dead because I, I like their more folky, jazzy roots. But a lot of the more current jam bands I just can't get into. Um, the thing about Fish is there, a lot of their a lot of their music, especially the longer songs, are very composed. And um, there are segments of songs that, like, eight to nine minutes long that are very composed um, that they wrote when they're, like, 19 years old. In some cases, they wrote more recently. But to me, it's just fascinating how you can be that structured and that discipline around, you know, being perceived as this really improvisational band. But really, if you know more about the band, that, that part of the song is extremely composed and complex. It's not like a, you know, AFG minor or something, you know, it's it's super complex where, you know, they're unusual drum beats. And, and so for some people, um, it's it, they just can't resonate with it right away, right? So I love that part because there's a perception of being totally unorganized and really loose. And there are parts of fish that are totally like that, but there's this whole other side once you get to know and understand the band that's really structured and um, really deep you know, from a music standpoint, and I love that about them. Um, and their shows are just incredible. I'm a huge light nerd, and I love lighting. So um, even their lighting show and the live show, how they they pride themselves on, like, reinventing what they do creatively on a regular basis. It's not prepackaged. It's authentic every each and every night. Um, and some people, they just can't. It takes, like, an active year to understand that and listen to that. Some people don't want that. There's sometimes I don't feel like that too, where you want to just like listen to music that's easy and not complex. 
but there are a lot of times where that's what actually calms my brain and I can get in the deep work. So, um, yeah, I can go on and on about that. We should talk more about what it does. But that is infiltrated my yeah. life. Um, but yeah, so, so, okay, the AMA, if you listen to this whole thing, bless your heart, thank you. I would say we have Queen City Radio as our first sponsor. Steve, you plugged them pretty oh, well. Yeah. And then, uh, maybe we can go see a fish show together. I think I would love to go see them sometime in the fall. We'll see. They're coming to Nashville up the closest. So maybe I'll head down there in the fall. Um, but if you, if you listen to this whole thing, Drop us a line on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or email Dave at GrowthKill.co or Steve at GrowthKill.co, and then we will send you a T-shirt. A GrowthKill, yeah. that's pretty cool T-shirt, too. So. Yeah, that, that, was, that was fun. That was a good, that was a good, good way to wrap. Um, good Dave, I thank you so much for, for the time. Um, again, Dave and Steve at GrowthKill, um, operating out of Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, helping businesses, small, medium, and large. Uh, operationalize their, their marketing ops and, uh, create scalable models for their businesses. So, uh, definitely hit us up online, uh, or sort of shoot us a note. We'd love your feedback. And, uh, that's all we got. Thanks, Dave. Yep. Thank you. See you guys. All right. See you.